Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 183, and this was supposed to be the birthday episode. Today is Monday, May 8th. It's my birthday, and I'm very sick. I've been sick for days. My allergies have been unmanageable. I've had asthma attacks. There have been two botched attempts to record the happy birthday to me episode and at this point i don't know if it's going to get recorded at all and i need to get something out to you guys so we're going to have a flashback episode and keeping with the birthday theme we're going to go back to episode uh 59 which was bloody birthday with special guest world famous author robert r best there's going to be no frills episodes. There's going to be no chat. There's going to be no voicemail. I promise I'll get to everybody next time. But I, I just don't have the energy to do a proper show right now. Um, this is like the worst birthday ever right now. But at least I'm going to spend a little of it with you. So keep everything open for the next couple of weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, I'll be better soon. Hopefully, I'll be able to get everything under control. And um, hopefully, I'll be able to get the happy birthday to me episode put together for you next week or the week after. Because you know what? Much like the Scream Queen's golden rule, a queen has the right to change his mind. A queen also has the right to make his birthday anytime he says it is. So that much. Let's get in our time capsules and let's go back to... 2002 and bloody birthday so in honor of my birthday in case you hadn't figured out by now this is the birthday show or should i call it bertha palooza i like bertha palooza special guest what do you think use, use a mystery voice what what oh bertha palooza is a great thing why is my voice so low and muffled I don't know. You sound like you're calling from inside of your own butt. But anyway, shut up. Not talking. Ah! (laughs) Not talking. You haven't introduced yet. You're ruining everything. God damn it. See, I can't have nice things around here. Here to help me continue Bertha Palooza 2012 with a review of 1981's Bloody Birthday is the one, the only, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Robert R. Best silence. Hello. Silence and crickets. No, no, no. I meant to just go silent for a second so I could splice in music. We've already ruined. Let's just keep going. You ruin everything. (laughs) Fucking piece of shit. (laughs) This is the worst birthday ever. I'm glad I could be a part of it. I'm glad you could be too. (laughs) If you can't tell, I'm angry today. So there might be be a little more hostile than usual. That's why I brought Robert on to hopefully cushion the blow. I said blow. (laughs) <laughs> that's dirty. And I said cushion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're talking about Bloody Birthday from 1981 eventually. So before we get talking to it, why don't we take a listen to the trailer? Everyone, here's where the trailer goes. 
I'm going to park a trailer on you. you know I'm, I'm thoroughly amusing myself here. <laughs> Thank you. Bloody birthday reeks of evil and brings your customers the ultimate in horrifying torture and bloody death. 1970, three children were born during a total eclipse of the sun. Now, ten years later, they share a terrible compulsion to kill, and no one can stop them. If they decide they don't like you, watch out. The children will stop at nothing to get a deadly murder weapon. And anyone can be their victim. No one is safe. Not even their families can escape. Bloody birthday. Children shouldn't play with sharp objects. They hate their babysitter and her little brother. And the teachers at school are so mean. No matter where you run, they'll find you. There's no escape. journey into the bazaar will you get out alive and we're back so uh bloody birthday what's it about robert it's about a birthday eventually they do have a party and there's bloody is it bloody well thanks for coming on the show robert it's been great having you so you've got these three kids who were all born on during an eclipse yes that somehow blocked saturn and saturn controls your emotions which means if you were born on that day you will grow up. Well, not even grow up. By the time you're about eight, you'll uh, kill everybody in the world. In the world with no remorse. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so that that's pretty much it. So yeah. it's these little three little bastards wreaking havoc on this town all of a sudden around the the, the incident of their tenth birthday. That is pretty much it in a nutshell. So yes, <laughs> this movie was weird. Uh oh. It's weird on so like the plot is weird, the tone is weird, and yeah. it's 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 not bad, but it's not good. In no. a weird kind of troll sort of way, like troll one sort of a way. Oh yes, yeah. Like there are scenes where you're like, this is pretty good, but in every scene, no matter how good it is, there's something off. Yeah. Like way off and just make, keeps you from going over the edge with it. And you're like, uh, what? Yeah. Even like normal dialogue scenes. You'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. What? What just happened? But uh, I, I chose this movie because everybody forced it down my throat. I did not really want to watch this, Robert. Ask me why. Why did you not want to watch it? Well, I'll tell you, Robert. Thank you so much for asking because I'd seen it already. I saw it on when it came out on VHS in 1986, which uh, even though the movie was made in 1981, it didn't get released for five years. So oh, okay. that's, that's never a good sign. I Is thought that, I just had the date wrong. but No, 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 no. 
Um, but I saw it, and I remembered that I didn't like it at all. So I had no desire in seeing it again. In fact, on my Netflix, you know, where you can rate it, it had a one star. Wow, that's harsh. I'd and say it, it's a three. I'd say it's a three now. Yeah. I mean, it's got some camp value. Had I watched it with other people, it might have been even more fun. No, I'm not just. I'm just <laughs> I just, there's just so much absurd things that happen in this movie. Okay, so first of all, it opens up with these two teenagers, quote quote, doing it. In a grave. In the grave. Well, they were starting in the graveyard, but she's like, I don't want to do it out here. And he's like, okay, let's go do it in this open yes. grave. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. And while they're down there, it's, this is actually pretty suspenseful. It's your kind of typical slasher thing. You know, they hear the funny noises, and she's like, she's like, no, I hear something. He's like, there's nothing. She's like, no, good looks. He's like, okay, I'll good look. So he sticks his head up, and what happens? A shovel in the face. Punk. <laughs> yeah. Dunk. And she's all like, ah, next thing you know, what happens? Uh, I believe it was a jump rope around the throat. She gets garroted with the damn jump rope. And then what happens? Uh, I don't remember. They, I think the guy gets up and tries to save her, gets hit again. But Yes, he does get hit again. But I was going for, they get buried. Oh, that's right. Whoever's up. Whoever's up there starts filling in the open graves. And... If you're expecting any sort of mystery about this, they don't hide. This is the only scene they hide who the killers are. You know, yeah. they, immediately you find out, yeah, it's these three kids. Yeah. Now, what do you think of the kids? I thought, well, again, like you said, everything about this movie is really weird. They had kind of a weird vibe. They weren't really bad actors. No. It was almost like they were being directed strangely. Yeah, well, I think they were directed to be flat. Which makes sense. Yeah. If they don't have their if they're not in touch with their emotions, they just have that fake thing that they put on. Like the girl is really good at that. Hi daddy, yeah. I love you. Yeah. And stuff. She was the best faker and the other Yeah. So there should be some disconnect. I hated them this time watching it, I hated them so much, but in the right way. Yeah, so that's I good. wanted to see these fucking kids get the crap beat out of them. I'm like, I just <laughs> hate you guys so much. You're such arrogant little pricks. That prick with the glasses. Ah! <laughs> he had a huge oh, TV yeah, career. Yeah. He had a huge TV career. I recognize him from about everything. And so I was like, you little fuck. You had a huge career after this. Somebody beat the crap out of him being all smug with your glasses and your gun. Fuck yeah. you. It's a replica. But it, he says what? that at several points. What? So, but yes, he does say that. Um, but yeah, Laura was watching it with me, and she uh, looked up everyone involved. And yeah, he's actually gone on to do quite a bit. Well, he's got a whole family. His whole family is um, from acting. The only reason I know this is because I heard it on the Hysteria Lives podcast. Thank you, ah, Justin. Yes. I started watching that thanks to them, or watching that, yes. listening to that thanks to them calling into your show. That's why I love them. They're really great. Different vibes from all fun. the other horror, horror, yeah. horror shows. Yeah. Yeah, but are we talking about them? Uh, Bloody no. Birthday. No, we're not. No, we're not talking about them. You have your own damn show to talk about yourselves, God damn it. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. I mean, what the hell? Yes. So, now, the star of this movie is is, is Lori Lefine, and she plays Joyce, which is a terrible name for a teenage character. That's true, but every adult woman named Joyce had to be a teen named Joyce at some point, right? I suppose, I suppose, and I suppose this was filmed in, you know, let's say 1979, so this is when Joyce DeWitt was at her pinnacle. 
Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. every teenage girl was like, I want to grow up and be Joyce DeWitt. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. But, um, now, when they first, you know, she's an assistant teacher at the grade school, which was weird. But um, yeah. never seen this, I never seen an AD, an, uh, teacher's, a TA at a grade school before. But okay, let's go with it. Let's go with it. And um, when you see her walking home, First thing I thought when I saw her in her really high-waisted jeans and mm-hmm. her little white brows and her little bob hair, I'm like, she's got a whole Laurie Strode thing going on right now. Yes, I, I got the same vibe. It's like they were really trying to make you think of well, ha- that, Halloween. That whole scene when her friend, uh, whatever her name was, Beverly, another terrible name for a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Naked Beverly. Dancing Magoo. Yes, yes. When Julie Brown shows up <laughs> and joins her, the way the tracking shot is, the way they're talking to each other, it just completely recalls that scene in Halloween. Yeah. Where the, where the three girls are walking down the street. Yeah, to and, the point that it can't be an accident. No, it can't be, and I think it's okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I mean, they did it well. It wasn't a direct copy of the scene. If you're going to just yeah. do a, a vibe, that's fine. It's, it's an homage. But man, she had that. She had those high waisted jeans, like jeans up to her tits, ladies and gentlemen. And she had this ruffle collar thing, yeah, with a string bow <laughs> around her. It was so fucked up. I'm like, where, where, where are you going? You're already dressing like a Joyce, Joyce. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Stop it now before it's too late. And it's really the only scene where you see her looking absolutely horrendous. But still, I didn't notice their clothes. I'm gay. I have to. Oh. I have to. Well, the Except for the skirt on the little girl. That was a little uncomfortable on it. That was, yeah, oh. the, the girl runs around in a little skirt that's really, really, really riding high. Like, it's, yeah, it it's like, center me. Like, if you, if you, you know, shifted the wrong way, the whole world would have been her gynecologist, which is really gross to say about yeah. a 10-year-old. Yeah, exactly. That's. But I'm just I saying. don't know what that was about. If that was just a fashion choice at the time. I think or what, so. Whatever. I seem to remember skirts that short. I remember Marsha Brady wearing one that short. But the thing yeah. is weird about this film, even though it's a 1980s film, it doesn't feel like one. It feels like 70, like 1975. Yeah. It also has kind of a TV movie of the week vibe. Absolutely. That thing, I was going to, thank you for reminding me. He, there's really nothing in the movie. That could not be shown. Hold on. Let me finish the thought. I know you were going to interrupt me. There's really nothing in the movie that could not be shown in a TV movie. Oh, because wait. Yeah, there the is. Violent, hold on. The violence <laughs> is so bad. There's no language. Nobody swears the whole movie. That's true. But then all of a sudden you have these almost cut scenes of lots of nudity. Yeah. And and, and it, it, it's weird. It's just a weird feel. Like everything's like smurfy and clean. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, look at my big nipples. Man, that second girl, that yeah. second girl had huge nipples. Do you think I was like, maybe, because you said it was filmed in 81. Do you think maybe it, it was originally, it was supposed to be a TV movie and then I after the know. slasher boom, I don't think so. It got recut. Maybe. I mean, they used a TV actor and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, when it first started, and it was in 1970, and they were showing the hospital, and the, the station wagon pulling up to the hospital, and the music, I was like, oh my god, yeah. this totally feels like a 1970s TV movie. And yeah. I was excited about it, but then the rest of the movie felt like it too. It was really strange. But it just adds to the whole strangeness of the movie. I kept looking at it going, when are we? Yeah. <laughs> when is this? So when I got this on the sh- off the shelf in 1986, I'm sure that was off-putting. Mm-hmm. 
this is not a new movie. But this, there's a lot of creepy things that go on in this film, like really unsettling as, yeah. to, as, a, as a viewer. Because you mentioned, you mentioned Dancing Tits Magoo. Yes. Are you filming in on that? With, um, okay, so the evil sister, you know, the little girl. Little girl. Um, basically collects, seems like quarters or nickels or something to allow all of her little friends to watch her sister dance nude through this giant hole in the wall <laughs> that somehow her sister never sees. It's a pretty giant hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks down at her ill-gotten gains like, yeah, I got 75 cents, she says with this maniacal she yeah. I got 75 cents. Yeah. And the thing is, later on, when the sister finds out that everybody's been spying, yeah, everybody's, she's just like, oh, I'm like, I would have been pissed off that I only got, yeah. I was only worth a quarter? <laughs> fucking yeah. kidding me? Yes. Even taking you know inflation into account, that doesn't does not add up properly at all. It's not a yeah. peep show, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't Times Square. No. Um, but yeah, there was those scenes with the kids and sexuality directly related. Very uncomfortable to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Ten year old boys another, yeah. ogling Julie Brown dancing naked for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And she gets picked on a lot for that scene. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's butt ass naked the whole movie." She does? Yeah. Every time I hear the movie brought up, and even on the Hysteria Liz podcast, which we're not talking about, they you know, said they was introduced as Julie Brown dancing tit-ass naked in the whole movie. Every scene. I'm like, one scene. Yeah. And, and people, and even the, the Hysteria podcast, not to bust on them, they said, you know, everybody dances around their room naked with a fair of the bow. And I said, well. Okay, wait. Wait a second. Are you... See, I didn't do any research on this, and I no. barely read the credits. Yeah, is that actually Jewel? Yeah, Lee Brown, the singer, comedian yes. lady. Yes. Oh my god, that's I had her. No idea. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch again. I like a big in. Yeah. And like homecoming, he's got a gun. That's the best one ever. See, at first I thought you were just making a joke that you kind of looked like. No, her. it I is really Julie Brown, you idiot. Yeah. No idea, everyone. You weren't tipped off when Julie Brown went by in the credits. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention at that point. Anyway, so, no. I mean, she, she takes a lot of guff for it. And, you know, especially like, oh, it's so stupid. She's dancing around like an idiot in her in her bedroom. She's like, you never did that? Well, I you never, never did. did. You never, you're never bopping along. Maybe not naked, but you're never just bugging around the oh, house. Okay. To, yes. Yeah. 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 stupid about that at all. I never and looked in the mirror like, yeah, check out my stuff. No. Liar. <laughs> I'll ask Laura about that. Comes this is coming from the man who writes songs about his own butt. That's true. I do. I'm gonna have an album. My album drops this. It's fall. it's, an, it's right, right now. It's an opera of Wagnerian length. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's better than Spider Man. Well, everything's better than Spider Man, sweetheart. <laughs> um, yeah, but then there's the other scene. This this when the movie got really creepy for me. They they all kind of have their the girl seems to be the brains. Yeah, the she is. The blonde kid seems to be the the brawn. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kid with the glasses who just seems to be the loose cannon. Yeah, he likes guns and fiddling with security systems. Yeah, yeah. But there was a point where he's he's walking around the neighborhood with his gun, spying on people in their yards. Uh-huh. And I was like, he's trolling. 
Mm-hmm. He's trolling the neighborhood for somebody to kill. That is so creepy. Yeah. And then the scene where he actually kills these this lovemaking couple, lovemaking couple in a car. What? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and he's got this big grin on his face, like yeah, that's it's really great. disturbing because he's watching yeah. them for a while. Yeah, and again, it's just, well, it also had a big Son of Sam vibe. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, because if it was made in 1979, it should. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing, but again, all of a sudden, it's like, and we're naked. Mm-hmm. And this was the girl with the humongous nipples. Yeah, she the did. Gig- right. Nipples the size of your head. <laughs> And I stop. I made me stop and give pause. I'm like, I've never seen guys <laughs> with nipples that huge before. But then again, I guess ours aren't functional. Well, you know what? I mean, not that I've made a practice of looking at male nipples, but you're uh-huh. right. I've never seen that. Thank you. What's Thank the deal with so, that? So, male listeners, if you have gigantic nipples, we'd like to know. Send a picture yeah. to crew at screamwings.com. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a whole special male nipple. And no, I'm Dr. Oz. They'll put up an album on Flickr. <laughs> match the nipple to the listener yeah and you get to see some taint Thank all of a sudden there's schlong and taint I'm like whoa <laughs> I was getting annoyed because all the all the couples that got killed in it yeah they all look the same there's a blonde girl curly brown haired guy and then Shirley Brown's boyfriend showed up I'm like isn't that the guy who just got shot in the van it was really weird yeah. <laughs> adds to the weirdness but the thing is like I really like the heroine in this Lori Lafine I like her as an actress I've seen her in other things but mm-hmm. her character would just do stupid things. It's not her fault. It's the script. Yeah. Did you like her yellow headphones? What? Did you like her yellow headphones? Oh, you mean when she's like, she's studying at the table? Well, yeah. The well, I mean, just, just in general, the two scenes that they're in, I'm like, those are amazing. Yes. Those are amazing. They don't make headphones like that anymore. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because they don't break. Like today's headphones yeah. last about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's got these tremendous earphones on, and it's really weird. At the end, she's supposed to be babysitting a little girl whose father has been murdered and sister has been murdered and buried and is in mourning. Her mother's going out to some, yeah. I don't know where, and so they ask her to babysit. And you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows these murders are going on, and she's like babysitting a child in a house where two people have been killed, and she puts on these gigantic headphones <laughs> so that she can't hear anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're right. Um... The other thing I thought the, the other the time frame in this movie was weird because they said that at the beginning the the kids asked the teacher next Monday is our birthday so can you give the kids no homework so everybody can come to the party and have a good time and the teacher's like fuck you yeah <laughs> so it's next week the party's next week two people in that family were murdered and were able to get buried you know you're that right out of time it was like the fastest the party, funeral service ever because the party happens in like the third act right yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're right. And what was funny too, what I noticed because I went back, everybody's in the same position at the second funeral wearing the same outfits. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that, but yeah. Well, I noticed clothes. Um, speaking of the teacher, she had a really weird vibe. She looked like she looked like now maybe this says more about me, but she I kept expecting a porno to break out with her. Like at any second she was yeah, gonna so take wait, off her glasses, uh, put her hair down and why, Miss Yakamoto, you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, she is Susan Strasberg. Susan Strasberg is a legendary acting coach. Hmm. You know, inside the actor's studio, her husband yeah. founded it, the actor's studio, oh, Lee Strasberg. Yeah, so to see her in this, 
was on, and to see her be so bad in this was even weirder. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what to make of any of it. So whenever you meet her, only ask her about this. Mo- I think she's dead, mo- sweetheart. Ah, uh, well, whenever you dig her up and prop her up in a chair and talk to her, because you're weird and you do stuff like that. I would never. Be sure and ask her that. I would never. That's weird. That's just unsanitary. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I apologize to everyone. Uh, I think what other stupid things were there. I watched. What is? What's in your notes? Oh, my notes! I closed them. Why did you <laughs> close your notes? We're talking here. We're doing business. It started ro- roboting a bit too much. Oh. So let's see. Um, we got the kids. We got the weird little girl in her odd little sh- skirt. We got the quarters. We got the giant hole again. I want to talk about the giant hole. Because late, late, later on in the movie, the little girl's like, I'm going to kill Julie Brown, who I just found out that's who that is, Yes, with a bow and arrow through this gigantic hole. And she's pointing the arrow through the hole. And uh-huh. the sister like gets down and looks really close like, what's that? Like, you know, well past her eye, like her eyebrow and the bottom part of her cheek is showing through this giant yeah. hole. <laughs> and she can't uh-huh. see what's uh-huh. going on. <laughs> You're like, right. And then the arrow will thunk like she never. Well, saw the that. thing is if that in that scene, okay, I can get away with shooting somebody in the eye with an arrow who is that close. But later on, those kids are fucking like Bronco Billy in the finale where they're shooting the arrows. <laughs> how are you? How are you getting them to go around the room? Then again, if the <laughs> hole is huge, if you can basically stick your head through the hole, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, the kids also seem to be really inconsistent in their plans uh for offing people like in the scene like they kill the little girl's dad the sheriff yes basically by beating him to death with a baseball bat Uh uh-huh and then passing off as an accident yeah immediately after that their plan to kill the little brother of laurie strode who's not actually laurie strode is to lightly latch him inside of a freezer yes and just leave him there's a real inconsistency in their plotting because we just saw previously that they're perfectly willing to just straight up beat someone to death. Yes, you're right. You're right. But I guess, and well, first of all, if we go back to the beating of the sheriff, yeah, you know they they tricked him like they 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 put a skateboard out, on, right. and he fell on it, and then it was supposed to look like an accident. Yeah, and it was. Everyone's like, "Oh, he died in a tragic fall." I'm like, "Okay." His, he was hit like 12 times with the baseball bat. <laughs> well, when the skate... It wasn't like he fell down a marble staircase. You know, boom, boom. No. It was, you know. <laughs> he stepped on the skateboard and bounced on the same step like so, five p- times. So locking the kid in the freezer, I think, was also just supposed to look like an accident. That happened all the time in the 70s. Oh, yeah, it did. All the time until I started made, made that law that when fridges go in this junkyard, yeah. you got to take the door off. Why did they focus on the brother, by the way? I never really understood that. I understand why they killed the dad, because he was sort of an authority figure, and he was investigating the killing of the previous one. Yeah, and he he had a gun. gun. Yeah. But why the brother? I don't don't know. They just made up their mind. Yeah. At the the funeral, no less, too, in this kind of neat silent scene. Mm -hmm. The girl's crying, pretending to cry, and then all of a sudden there's this silent look that goes between the three of them. You know, she looks at the, the brother... Looks at the other two, and they're both like, they're all like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, let's get that guy. Yeah. That is another... See, there is lots of really good little acting moments between these kids, and then other times, they're so... Not even flat, just weird. Yes. I'm yes, thinking sir. of Julie Brown's boobs. They were, they were nice and upturned. I'm distracted. I understand. I understand. I'll try to reopen my notes and see if it doesn't kill Skype. You are going to have to edit the crap out of this. I always do, Bill. <laughs> we can always just say that we're drunk. Mm, somewhat. Not too bad. It's three o'clock, pig. <laughs> no, it's not. It's two where I am. A <laughs> uh, uh, bloody birthday. Let's see if we cyborg out here. Uh, teacher in the porno. Yes, because I noticed that. Well, it's the you know she did have the bun and the glasses. That would that would do it. Yeah. The again. Okay, for some reason, even though they want to kill the brother, the slightest thing will stop them or thwart them. Like, immediately again, after they shoot the teacher with a freaking gun. Yes. The second attempt to kill the brother is to push him off the... Um, oh, off the treehouse. The treehouse. Uh-huh. And she's thwarted just by the fact that the phone rings. For some reason, that makes her stop. Yes. They're oddly inconsistent. <laughs> well, you know, she was working solo... Maybe it was for her. She didn't want somebody leaning down. Honey, come on in. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got That's no true. justification for lots of these things. Because also, when the kid gets let out of the freezer, mm-hmm. there's that weird scene with him and his sister where she, he's trying to tell oh, her, yeah. I got locked in the freezer. And he and she's just like, oh, come on. She's like, That's well, not true. She's like, "That's not true." Because what would you what would you have been doing in the junkyard at night? But she's standing in front of the window when the sun is out. I'm like, why yeah. would you shoot her like this? Yeah, that's true. Why would you do this? It's yes. just so embarrassing to watch this actor have to deliver this line about being out at night. But she just refuses to believe him, despite the fact that three, four, five people have been murdered in town already. Yeah, and he gives up on that story awfully quickly too. Really She's does. like, "Now, what did you really do?" And it, yeah, like, well, then, I was yeah, over I was, there. Playing. I was looking at titties. Yeah, that's titties. Very, that's what he tells her. But yeah, it's like if you were locked in a freezer, wouldn't you be a little more insistent? Yes, on making people believe yes, you. He was not in there for ten minutes. He was in there for quite some time. He yeah. could have died. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, she is kind of oddly mean to the brother. There's a well, no, not her. I just think in general. Where, where they're doing something and they put like a fake sign on the door. She's like, I'm off playing at so-and-so's. Yes. And she just gets to the door and says, oh, he can't even keep his promise for one day. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, he has a play in the junkyard again. Not yeah. like the girl's handwriting. Yeah, it's not even his handwriting. Through the horoscope and see if there were any eclipses that blocked Scorpio. I wonder if there was one in 1980. And track down everyone who was born during those few hours. And yes, you'll. I don't know. Put a tracker on him or something. Do something. Do something. Stop this. But you know what's odd about this movie, too? Is that the birthday party was the least bloody part. You know that. Nothing happens at the birthday true. party. There's there isn't even up. any killing all. Yeah. No, there's a huge buildup to the birthday party, and then nothing happens there. Mm-hmm. Although that's a great scene because what happens is that there's all these cakes that have to go out because the whole fucking town comes out for these three because they're so awesome. Yeah. Um, so one cake goes out, but the guy, the kid with the glasses is in yes, the kitchen. Glasses. He finds a bottle of rat poison. He's like, hmm. 
Hmm. But instead of putting it in there, he makes it look like he put it in there so that the, t- the, the sister will see him and that everyone will think she's crazy. Yeah. So they can go and do whatever they want again. So it's just. But yeah, that scene actually, I mean, it is kind of tense. You're sitting there waiting. It's like, are we about to see the wholesale just slaughter of kids here? Yes. With all these kids drop dead. But yeah, it never happens. No, it didn't happen. But then the finale came and it was oddly satisfying, despite the fact, spoiler, these kids don't get, you know, yeah, no. killed. She stops them. Like there's that, still that point, in her, point uh, you know, that, that view in her head that these are just kids. I can't kill them. So I'll just dis, you know disable them, but just you know slow them down or whatever. Yeah, is that scene initially? There's a scene where one of the kids comes in, the, the, you know, breaks the door into the bedroom where she's hiding, and there's a huge fishbowl there with water mm-hmm. in it. And instead of hitting him with the giant fishbowl, she ch- throws the water at him. Yeah. And initially, I was like, "You dick!" And I'm like, "Okay, I get it. I get it. It's a kid." Yeah, it's almost like there was this weird kind of social, not commentary, but like the movie was trying to bring up deeper issues than it was almost capable of handling. Yes. Because it would bring it up and then drop it. And drop it. Yes. Stuff like that. And the fact that, you know, if you want to go full on spoilers, you know, the little girl at the end Uh has basically convinced her mom that, you know, none of that was her fault. And that she's going to be a good girl now, and she's changed her name, and they're going to go on the run. And, uh-huh. And so, again, she there's can't like even get little, out of the damn parking lot of the motel without killing somebody. <laughs> without killing somebody, yeah. That's true. Well, what is also, I, I don't mind this, but I think it's curious and interesting in a movie like this. They never bring up how they started this. When did this start? How did the three right. of them get together on this? Yeah, I don't care. I don't. I don't need to know. But I just thought it was interesting that normally in this kind of a movie there'd be all this. Oh, we're just seeing the beginning of this. It's like it's because they're turning ten. Yeah, you're right. Cosmic shit. It's just so we have no idea how long it's been going on. How they all figured out they were each doing it, or maybe they have some psychic link, or maybe I don't know. Maybe there have to be a prequel. Everyone get on there and make a prequel to um. Yes. Bloody birthday. Bloody birthday prequel project to, untitled bloody, bloody birthday. birthday to the bloodening yes the birthening in which they're like they're infants and they're crawling around and they're knocking people off stairs no oh, that movie's been done i guess it has yeah yes anyway it was called baby G- geniuses <laughs> 2 yeah, yes it was oh god <laughs> fuck you for bringing that up on my show how dare you um all right i think we've kicked bloody birthday Again, it's it almost sounds sounds like it's bad, but it's really not. Like if you like, it's the, not. It's you're right. Sorry, it, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, that's so. If you like that kind of weird '70s slash '80s vibe, where everything's kind of off and strange, and you're wondering just how the hell did this get made? If you're like me and you actually enjoy that, this movie is worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. I think looking back on it, I think I didn't like it when I was 16. Because it wasn't gory. Yeah. I probably was looking for the gore, and there's really none. Well, even the cover is like on a birthday cake with a bloody knife in it. It's- yes, I'm also looking at this alternative poster, which is also very interesting. It's got four kids on it. Why? I don't know. Hmm. But they're standing there with all creepy Village of the Damned looking eyes. And there's a girl upside down with candles coming out of her boobs. Birthday candles coming out of her <laughs> boobs, and she's screaming. It's like they didn't know how to market this. Or, well, I mean, really, it's going to be a hard sell. Killer, this kind of killer kid movie. Yeah, 
Well, and also they wanted it. They wanted to market it as a straight up slasher. Yeah, because that's, that's what was huge at the time, and it's really not. It's not at all. It's not a mystery either. No, it's I don't know what it is. It's a thriller, I suppose, but it borderlines on comedy sometimes. And I just uh huh. It's a hard sell of a movie because yeah, people are like oh well, there's a tradition where like with the omen and the bad seed. And I'm like yeah, but this is not that. Yeah, no, this is not that. That had just <laughs> there was something else around both of those movies that this this mm-hmm. maybe a script. <laughs> dialogue that wasn't laughable yeah but the morality of this film is odd it is well again are they trying to make a point like you know when should we stop them but it yes. doesn't really know how to handle that no no so it just kind of brings it up and then just leaves it there yes. Move moves on mm-hmm. I still wanted to see them get the crap beaten out of them. I didn't necessarily need to see them kill, but I wanted to see them get the crap beaten out of them, but they didn't. Especially yeah. her. Yeah. She was the sneaky one. I didn't, She was bad girl. She's bad. She's bad, and her vagina was going to fall out at any second. Whoa, Patrick. Whoa. It was. I'm deeply offended. It was. We already talked about it. You weren't offended 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then, but since then, you've been distracted by Julie Brown's well, I, I have guess. now said I'm replaying all, all, all of that in my head, mm. and I'm going back to a teenage me and telling him, you just saw Julie Brown's boobs and you didn't even know it. Oh, my goodness. I did it for Johnny. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> that wasn't the but who's Johnny? Answer me, Debbie. Who's Johnny? <laughs> there was one guy named Johnny, but he was a total geek. He always had food in his braces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. You remember a lot of that. I love that song. Oh. I loved it. And if you don't know what we're talking about, fuck you. You know yeah. why I say fuck you? I said fuck you. It's my birthday. I said fuck you. It's my birthday. This is a segue. He's going to start playing a birthday song now. And I've, played about eight. Out. I've played about eight right now. So. By this point? Yeah. Unless you change your plans. No, 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 no. Play nothing, nothing but <laughs> classical. <laughs> it's, it's the weird classy episode of Scream Queens. Here's Japanese flute music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> you okay. are going to have to edit the crap. I know. I know. This is so bad. This is so bad. I'm on such a tight deadline because I've got class and I'm taking this horror. I mean, I've got I got a show tonight and I'm taking a horror movie class with a I mean a, a class with a horror movie act, uh, casting director. Oh wow! So it's lots of stress right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's good stress. It's good to be mangling stress, but I'm a little off too. I don't know what my deal is. I think it's the weather. I blame the weather. Up yours, nature. God damn you and your spores and kind your of pollens. God. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's that uh, trilogy thing of yours. Yes. You yeah. know, well, wait, wait, for people who have been listening, Robert Arbest, as much as they make fun of him, is in the process of finishing a, a zombie trilogy, um, which began with Lakewood Memorial, moved on to Aston Memorial, and now is, is going to conclude shortly with World Memorial. And so far, these books are. Excellent, Robert. Aw, oh, thank you. You are very welcome, and that is a completely honest, unbiased review. In fact, you know, it's not like, oh, I like Robert. I'm going to give him a good review. Actually, I hated Robert. 
Oh, I hate Robert. So and so. Yeah, he does. Actually, I didn't really know you before I read the book. So. Oh, that's good. See, so you were unbiased. I was unbiased, and I hate zombies. I'm over. There you go. So the fact that I gave this book a good review, the series a good review at all, is amazing. And if you're not running to Amazon or Smashwords.com, because you aren't Smashwords, aren't you? Lakewood is actually. I think both of them are. Yes, Lakewood and National. This doesn't just happen with Lakewood, which is for those who don't know. No, no, you what? finish. It's your product. You finish. Oh, sorry. That's like a site where you can get ebooks in more than just like the Kindle format. You can get it pretty much in any format you need. You can get it from oh, Smith. So. I see. Well, um, and then did something just happened with Lakewood that's available as a Oh, that's right. Cereal? I am terrible at pimping myself today. Yes, I've put up Lakewood as a free weekly blog. So if people want to read the first part of the series in preparation for part two, which is already out, and part three, which is coming, it's it's done. It's just moving through the editing pipeline now. Um, you can go to lakewoodmemorial.blogspot.com, and every week a new chapter will be uploaded, and you can read along with your Google Reader or whatever. And, you know, follow the first book, and if you like it, you can buy the whole thing, and you can buy the sequels when they're both out. So there you go. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you for coming and sharing my birthday with me, Robert. I best be sure to take a piece of the cake on the way out. My birthday, the cake. It's cake. got bloody candles all over it and naked. No, that's lady. the one with the rat poison in with it. Huge. No, nipples. no, no. You want the I want the want the one that the cookie puss from Carvel. Oh, okay. Get out. Get puss. off my show. <laughs> oh my god, you don't have cookie puss by you? No. You don't have Carvel. You don't have Carvel ice cream. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'll send you a cookie post thing. So you don't know who Fudgy the Whale is either. No, that sounds weird and dirty. <laughs> that sounds like someone you do not want to visit. No, there's this ice cream chain here, and they're, they're, they have these ice cream cakes. They were doing them before they were cool, so they're really basic. And they have these ver- varieties of the same cake, basically. It's this kind of... Um, it's like a vase-shaped cake, and they use it for everything. You know, it's got a round end and then kind of tapers off. And, or tree, if you would, like a crude tree. And so at certain times, it will be Fudgy the Whale, or it'll be Cookie Puss. Oh, I see. They okay. put a cook they, with a drawn alien on it. It's supposed to be this alien that comes from space and to give us ice cream and has like a ice cream cone for a nose or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's this, they're awful commercials. They're just, it's the same fucking cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tom Turkey. It's the Father's Day tie. And <laughs> the guy who does the commercials, he's got a voice like this. Hi, this is Tom from Carvel. Come oh, in, there was- get, come in and get your cookie puss in time for Father's Day. Or even better, when it was St. Patrick's Day, and be sure to try our new friend, Cookie Opus. Same fucking cake, same fucking alien, but now it's green. <laughs> there was one thing, speaking of voices. The Beastie I Boys did a song about Cookie Puss, for God's sake. I have no idea. Well, you, 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 you play weird crap all the time, and I don't know what's going on. I just, who knows what that is? That's I live in weird. a hole. That's something weird you found on the internet. I don't know. Speaking, even though we're technically done, speaking of voices, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Yes. You never see Lori Cardell's parents, or Joyce. Joyce's That's parents. what I wanted to bring up, too. Well, you, know, you see Joyce's parents. Jo- uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Joyce's parents. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too, because they're away. 
And mm-hmm. at some point, they're like, well, should we tell them what's going on? The brother says, should we tell them what's going on? She's like, no, let's not tell them because, yeah. you know, dad, why ruin their vacation? 99 <laughs> people are dead. The neighbors are dead. Yes. <laughs> and everybody who are probably friends of theirs, they need to know. And when they have the dad on the phone, his voice is weird. It sounds like he's in the witness protection pro- program I mean, or really something. Like, like he sounded like you did at the top of the show. Yeah, like he sounds like uh-huh. he, he sounds like they didn't really have anyone to do a deep male voice, so they just had someone else from the cast, like one of the kids or something. Just Hello, so I'm someone gorgeous. you've never heard from before. <laughs> Are you sure you're okay, honey? Yeah, Dad, I'm fine. Okay, then. Me and your mother love you very much. That's what he sounds like. It's yeah. weird. It's like they took a normal voice and pitched it down. Mm-hmm. And if any of the neighbors get murdered, you can handle that, right? <laughs> yes, We're having a very busy time here in Cocoa Beach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Someone read the script and noticed there weren't any parents, so we hastily wrote these scenes in to explain it. Well, it was. Okay, it was, Dad, thank was, you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, let's get done with this. Let's end this monstrosity. Okay. Take a piece of cake, grab some champagne. Yes. Don't Woo. touch the fucking tiara and get uh, out of my life, Robert our best. I love you. All right. Love you too, Patrick. Give me a kiss. Ew, you're gay. We want everyone to know that we're made at participating Carvel stores with America's precious ice cream. The families who own Carvel ice cream stores would love to make a St. Patrick's Day cake for you and yours. Or any day that you want America's freshest ice cream, please visit them. Thanks. by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>